Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. The CBS Evening News, coming up next. Today's CBS Evening News podcast is sponsored by Oral-B Electric Toothbrushes. Oral-B's dentist-inspired brush head is designed to surround each tooth for a better clean than a manual brush. For a limited time only, use code CBSNEWS10 to receive 10% off your purchase at Oral-B.com. Tonight, celebrating Christmas around the world. From the sacred... To the celestial. Happy holidays! And some less traditional rituals. In Florida, the President and First Lady share greetings with those far from home. We wish everyone a joyous and Merry Christmas. Also tonight, Bumpy Times. Queen Elizabeth uses her Christmas message to discuss a rocky royal year. Rising tensions, U.S. spy planes fly over the Korean Peninsula after the North's Christmas gift threat. A fire in Minneapolis forces more than 200, many of them children, out into the cold. We visit the Arctic, where the ice is retreating and reindeer populations are going with it. Plus, remembering songwriter Allie Willis. She wrote scores of hits without knowing how to read a note. And Spirit of the Season, a reminder this Christmas Day that the smallest acts of kindness can be the biggest gift. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Nora is off. I'm Major Garrett. Thank you for joining us on this night of good cheer. Today, Christians around the world are celebrating Christmas. Many gathered in churches, including at the National Cathedral here in Washington, D.C. At the Vatican, thousands filled St. Peter's Square to hear Pope Francis's Christmas Day message of hope overcoming darkness. And while the view was heavenly, a good number of Americans, including those on board the International Space Station, spent the day at work trying to be festive. Mola Lenghi has more. 
Pope Francis called for peace and love in a Christmas message to millions around the world. From St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican, the 83-year-old pontiff urged for love corners of the world and the human heart. In the biblical city of Bethlehem, thousands of worshipers gathered for Christmas morning mass at the Church of the Nativity. At St. Patrick's Cathedral in Manhattan, Mass was standing room only. Some people think that Christmas is just about presents and stuff, but it's actually about bringing joy to the world. But there was perhaps a little less joy in Paris. The Notre Dame Cathedral was unable to host Christmas Mass for the first time in more than 200 years as renovations continue after April's devastating fire. Merry Christmas! On the other side of the globe, it was Christmas on the beach near Sydney, Australia, as the Aussies swapped snow for sand, sleds for surfboards. In London, the Serpentine Swimming Club plunged into freezing waters for their annual Christmas Day race. It was cold, but it was fun. Finally, this year, it was an out-of-this-world Christmas for four astronauts aboard the International Space Station, who were far, but apparently not far enough. We had to come all the way to space to try to get away from fruitcake, but it didn't work. We got some anyway. Either way, we got the message. Well, back here on Earth, while most people are spending the day with family and friends, at least one statistic we saw shows that one quarter of all American workers will clock in on at least one major winter holiday, including Christmas Day. Major, I think we know at least a few of those people. As the saying goes, the work's not going to do itself. Well, Lange, thanks so much. President Trump and the First Lady spent Christmas Day in Florida at their Mar-a-Lago resort. No public appearances, but they did share a video message. As we gather with loved ones this holiday, Americans across this land are grateful for all the men and women in uniform who keeps us safe, our military, our police, and everyone in law enforcement. We say a special prayer for those military service members stationed far from home, and we renew our hope for peace among nations and joy to the world. And in a statement released today, the president said Americans, quote, must strive to foster a culture of deeper understanding and respect. Christmas arrived with no apparent gift from North Korea. The regime had threatened to deliver something if the United States failed to restart stalled denuclearization talks. But the U.S. is reportedly flying spy planes over the Korean peninsula to keep an eye on the regime. Barry Peterson is in Seoul. Christmas may mean time off elsewhere in the world, but it's training time for American soldiers in South Korea. In these just-released pictures from the Department of Defense, U.S. and South Korean commandos staged a counterterrorism raid. It's another sign of nerves on edge after North Korea's Kim Jong-un promised what North Korea called a Christmas gift. That could be a ballistic missile or nuclear weapons test. The threat is an apparent tactic to pressure the U.S. into lifting economic sanctions on the North. But after meeting Kim, President Trump has rejected that until North Korea abandons its nuclear weapons program. Still, the shadow of that threat could not stop Christmas for American soldiers here to defend South Korea with sweaters that show a mother's love. So the sweater, I got this from my mom. It's a gift for me leaving to come over here. Many of these soldiers left family back in the U.S. It makes this a tough and faraway place. Reginald Hill is from Arkansas. It's one of those times, especially around, you know, the Christmas time. It's festive and you think of family and being separated from my wife is rough. 
Most of the soldiers here are with the Army's 2nd Infantry Division. And considering this latest threat from New York, that division's motto seems ever more appropriate, ready to fight tonight. Major? Barry Peterson in South Korea, thank you. A fallen American soldier returned home this Christmas Day. The body of Sergeant First Class Michael Goebel arrived at Dover Air Force Base. The 33-year-old Green Beret from New Jersey was killed by a roadside bomb. Goebel was the 20th American to die in combat operations in Afghanistan this year. That makes it the deadliest for U.S. forces in that country since 2014. Today in Britain, the royal family stuck to tradition. Many joined Queen Elizabeth at church, although there were some notable absences. The monarch also gave her annual Christmas message to the Commonwealth. MTS Tayeb reports she noted, it's been a bumpy year. In her annual Christmas speech, Queen Elizabeth spoke of putting differences aside, of reconciliation, acknowledging this year hasn't been easy. The path, of course, is not always smooth and may at times this year have felt quite bumpy. Not quite a horrible year, which is how she described 1992 when three royal marriages were breaking down and Windsor Castle was devastated by a fire. I think it is more than likely to be a reference or an encouragement to the country to move on beyond the divisiveness of the political situation. Politics aside, the challenges facing the royal family couldn't be clearer than on Christmas Day, when the Queen attended traditional church services with other senior royals, but not her second son, Prince Andrew. He went to an earlier service with older brother, Prince Charles. Andrew gave up public duties last month after this disastrous interview, where he tried to distance himself from the victims of convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady. Well, I suppose one would have to say that he's become something of an embarrassment at the moment to the royal family. This year also hasn't been easy for the monarch's grandson, Prince Harry, and wife Meghan, who have regularly been taunted by the British tabloids and are spending the holidays overseas in North America. The Queen said she and Prince Philip were delighted by the birth of the couple's son, Archie, her eighth great-grandchild. But it's Prince Philip who is causing the most concern. The Queen's 98-year-old husband was released from the hospital on Christmas Eve and didn't attend church services today, raising concerns about the health of the royal family's longest-serving consort. Major. MTS Tayeb in London, thanks so much. In Hong Kong, Christmas celebrations were mixed with new political protests. Riot police used tear gas to try to break up anti-government demonstrations, including inside two shopping malls. Some of the protesters were wearing Santa hats. Hong Kong's pro-Beijing leader called the protesters, quote, reckless and selfish. The mayor of Minneapolis called for help today after an old hotel used to house the homeless went up in flames. It happened early this morning. The four-alarm fire at the Drake Hotel forced more than 200 people, many of them children, out into the cold. Some were given temporary shelter inside transit buses. And some people responded by donating food and supplies, but new housing, of course, is the most immediate and pressing need. And it was anything but a quiet early morning in Chicago. Gunfire from the street wounded two people, one of them a seven-year-old girl who was wounded while being inside her very own home. Tom Hansen reports the girl is now fighting for her life. Chicago police say someone shot into this Southside home from the sidewalk around 2 a.m. Christmas morning. The seven-year-old girl was struck in the abdomen. 
the little girl should have been waking up to opening up presents instead of waking up in a hospital. I mean, she's practically fighting for her life. She was rushed to a nearby hospital in critical condition. A 38-year-old man who was shot in the leg in the same incident is in stable condition. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot tweeted, praying for the young girl struck by a bullet in Brighton Park. CPD will do everything possible to bring the perpetrator to justice. As a city, you have our love and support. The city's latest crime data shows overall murders and shootings are down, but a string of shootings involving children under age 12 in 2019 has now climbed to at least 18, according to the Gun Violence Archive. And just this weekend, 13 people ranging from 16 to 48 years old were shot at a memorial for another shooting victim. Our people become numb, and we think that this is normal, and this is not normal. Now, in a statement, the family says that they are grateful for the outpouring of love and support. Meanwhile, investigators say that they are asking for any tips that will lead them to a suspect and a motive. Major? Tom Hansen, thank you. Now to the Arctic, where climate change threatens a symbol of Christmas. Wild reindeer and caribou populations have dropped more than half in the last 20 years. In tonight's Eye on Earth, Mark Phillips in Finland reports on efforts to save them. The reindeer in Santa's village in northern Finland have to work for a living. It's where Rudolph's cousins provide sleigh rides, albeit on the ground, and where you-know-who welcomes children of all ages. But all is not what it seems in this winter wonderland. To find the real reindeer and the real trouble, you've got to go about 250 miles north of Santa's village, in temperatures approaching zero. But winter, even up here, isn't what it used to be. Our guide is Ante Galpuso from the ancient Sami people who have been herding reindeer since the dawn of time. And the climate here in Lapland, he says, is changing. It melts. It melts. Yeah. And the next day is cold. Freezes. Freeze. Yeah. Does it happen more often now where you have rain or warm weather and then the snow melts? Does that happen more in the last few years yeah, than it used to happen. Yeah, the last 10 years. And this is the result. Reindeer are dying. A big die-off was discovered on the Arctic islands of Svalbard last summer. And the huge wild herds of caribou, same animal, which roam across Alaska and northern Canada, have been reduced by half, according to a recent government report. And Ante, the reindeer herder, knows why. This is it, what they're looking for. Right. The reindeer feed, even through the winter, on lichen, a mossy plant they dig down through the snow to get at, except when all that thawing and refreezing means they can't. And when the snow turns to ice, what happens to the reindeer? We have to feed them. They can't dig for the food. No, no. We have to give them extra food. Up here in the land of the northern lights, it's a constant battle. Ante lives in a village of just 10 houses. And every day he travels up to 60 miles each way through the few hours of dim winter light to find the herd and check it's okay. To you, the reindeer are your money in the bank. My reindeer is my whole... uh, Whatever you're worth. My whole worth. They run about 5,000 animals, and right now it's reindeer roundup time. Ante and his wonder dog, Benna, gather the scattered herd and drive them south to where they can bring them feed. And where a few are sold off to the reindeer meat market. It's how they make their living. 
It's a gorgeous, if frigid dance of man, animal, and machine. It's very hard work up here. Yeah, you see, that is hard work some days. Why don't you leave and go work in the city or something? I don't know. This is my life. These reindeer in Finland are the lucky ones. They have the Sami herders to look after them. For tens of thousands of other ones elsewhere, though, the human influence hasn't been so kind. Mark Phillips trekking across far northern Finland. Thanks so much. Songwriter Ali Willis died in Los Angeles on Tuesday. Willis was one of the music industry's most colorful characters who brought a lot of joy to the world. Willis co-wrote September and other big hits for Earth, Wind & Fire. Later, this song took off on TV and the pop charts. The Pointer Sisters were fans. Willis, who grew up in Detroit, never learned how to play music, but she was inspired to write it hearing the Motown sound. But that's what I love about my career. And I do always say it's like my hair. One side has nothing to do with the other. She won a Grammy for the soundtrack of 1984's Beverly Hills Cop. And last year was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Willis's partner shared this photo on Instagram with the caption, Restland, another smash hit. Allie Willis was 72. For your protection, the dancing segment of this broadcast has been canceled. Finally tonight, on a day when many of us are surrounded by family and friends, well, it's good to remember others who are alone. For them, this may not be the most wonderful time of year. And as Roxana Saberi shows us, it's good to share love and cheer with a lonely friend. Well, since my mother passed 20 years ago, I've had every, every Christmas on my own. And you do, you do feel it. On the BBC it's, Breakfast um, Show, 78-year-old Terence admitted uh, it's not easy celebrating the holidays you, alone. Day be like? You'd make yourself a sandwich and you just, well, watch television. If you're out there and you can help Terence get a Christmas tree, decorate your house if you'd like that. Yes. Yes? We'll sort that for you before Christmas, OK? Thank you. To Thank make you. sure this Christmas is a great one. The response came quickly. Oh, hello. hello. It's what are you Walker doing here? Telly. Nice hey? to see you again. Well, can we, well yeah. we, we made you a promise. Can we, can we yeah, come in? Yeah, of course you can. It broke our hearts today when you said that Christmas Day for you was making a sandwich for yourself. Well, it was, and, and it was, and it was like that for many years. Um, and you're not the only one as well, are you? I mean, no, I'm not. The, the, and the, and the, not just there you know, people hun- from the older generations either. Lots there of people are hundreds like Christmas. me. There are hundreds like me, and there shouldn't be, you know. There shouldn't be. We <laughs> promised we'd sort out for you. Yeah. Moments later, the holiday spirit arrived at his yeah. front door. Okay. Terence, can I please introduce to you these lovely people who've come to see you from Oldham yeah. College? Oh. Students from a local college came Hi, bearing Hi, gifts. Hi, sir. Good evening. <laughs> Then they did more. If you come out here, Terence, this is the olden cold. Singing his favourite Christmas carol. Round yon virgin mother. Yes, I'm all right, thank you. 
This Christmas, Terrence says, he won't be alone. A reminder, small acts of kindness can be the biggest gift. Roxana Saberi, CBS News, London. Togetherness, mending a broken heart. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we'll show you how a group of prisoners is getting a second act by performing theater. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett in Washington. For all of us here at CBS News, Merry Christmas and good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.